everybody welcome to another episode of the first and 15 podcast i'm joel pulliam and if first of all if you haven't subscribed please do but um if this is your first time listening to the podcast the first comes from the first amendment which is the right to free speech and the 15th comes from the 15th amendment which is the right to vote if you've been watching the news uh you see that uh, former president donald trump he is uh i guess he's the indictments coming in he moment now or any day now when it comes to january 6th and maybe also in georgia he's got a lot of legal problems but what i wanted to talk about is how the legal system props up people like him white wealthy men and um just how it causes those who look like me to lose faith in the system but before we get to trump i wanted to take everyone back to 1986 See, and, uh, and this is during the Reagan years. Uh, back in 1986, there was a, a Lebanese newspaper, Al-Shira. And it first reported an arms deal between the United States and Iran. And now, if, if, if you know your history, you know that we were not on good terms. Seemingly in 1979, you have the, the Iranian Revolution. You have the Iranian hostage situation where Americans were taken hostage. They don't get let go until... Uh, and, and that's a part of the reason Carter loses to Reagan in the 1980 election. But uh, also they're released the day that uh, Reagan's inaugurated. Kind of fishy there, but it's whatever. Uh, so again, the Lebanese newspaper says that there's an arms deal between the United States and Iran. So it comes out and Reagan, he denies that he has anything to do with it. And, and, and the details are that. By this point, 1,500 missiles have been sold to Iran for around $30 million. But when the deal is investigated, they find out that only 18 million of the 30 million has been accounted for. Right? Uh, and so it turns out there's this guy named Oliver Noor. Uh, people in the 80s know who this guy is. Um, uh, and he's testifying. He reveals that the missing funds were given to the Contras in Nicaragua to fight the Marxists. Right. And, and what makes this it's illegal to do that. And it's illegal because Congress had already passed an amendment banning the CIA or the Department of Defense or just anybody in the government from using funds to help overthrow the Nicaraguan government. But now Reagan has circumvented it illegally and then he attempted to cover it up right lying to the american people covering up there is even a case i think oliver Nord talks about the secretary shredding evidence and that's why they couldn't bring it uh and i mean they committed obstruction of justice which is a felony i mean it gets so bad that you know eventually the secretary of defense and the national security advisor i mean a lot of people they were all convicted but they were eventually pardoned and Reagan himself, he escaped with no consequences. You know, he had the whole grandfatherly fake image and people bought into him, bought into it and, and let him slide. And uh, it, it was the example of, of, especially in the presidency of white men, people in power being able to get away with really whatever they want with no consequences. You saw it even earlier. Uh, for those who can remember Watergate, I mean, I can't, but... Uh, you know, Watergate, 
for those who haven't heard of that, you know, Watergate is basically uh, it's a case where uh, there were burglars who uh, broke into the, the Democratic National Committee, their offices in D.C. Uh, on the orders. Well, we don't technically know who on whose orders it was, but Nixon knew about it. And it, it was done to spy on the Democratic Party. And Nixon gets in trouble because he attempts to cover it up. Uh, he commits obstruction of justice, just like Reagan. And it's a felony. He, you know, he could have went to jail, but he resigns. And then Gerald Ford, after him, pardons him, which I think was one of the biggest mistakes, because, again, it set the tone just like with Reagan and just like what we see with Trump today, that if you're in power, especially if you look a certain way, you can get away with any crime, especially white collar crime. Uh, and it brings us to today. Right. We see Donald Trump. I mean, the first case was the the, the hush money. Right. Uh, with Stormy Daniels. He's uh, indicted on that. Uh, the classified documents that were in his bathroom were all, all over Mar-a-Lago. So it's not just his bathroom. He's indicted on that, on those charges. Now, today, I mean, it came out that any day now, I mean, it might be while I'm recording this. I'm not watching the news, but uh that he's facing indictment for January 6th. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine if it had been Barack Obama who had done these things. I don't, you know, at, at a certain point, I don't even try to explain it away. You kind of just know that it's just baked into America. It's America. And I'm not even like alarmed. I'm not going to cry my eyes out. You just realize, you know, that that's just the way this country goes. And you see Georgia meddling in their election but he's about to be indicted for that so that's that's going to be four indictments at the same time but you know what the scary part is or it's not even scary it's an indictment on this country is that even with all that he's still going to run for president he's still going to be the republican nominee heck i'm not even sure these trials will happen before the election like even thinking of privilege and the ability to do that how many black people you know or any marginal like that they can push off like, well, we're not going to have a case about overthrowing the country until after an election that can put me back in power. You see how stupid that sounds like that is what Donald Trump. And I know there's a lot of people like, well, this is this is the moment it's going to be done now. And look, my faith is that justice is served. It always is going to be my prayer that justice is served. But I'm also realistic about how this country works. There are people who are connected with Donald Trump whose cases have been pushed for two, three years. And they're nowhere near as complex as that documents case or January 6th. And so while the indictments are welcoming, I, I don't know if it happens before the election. And I just want to let people know if that man were to win again, he's going to pardon himself. He's going to, first of all, the special counsel will be fired like he's done before there won't be any investigations into him he'll he'll the department of justice probably be gutted so none of this will even affect him so it shows kind of what we're up against and the reason why i brought forth you know those examples whether it was iran contra whether it was watergate whether it was donald trump i don't even have a name for all these things because there's just too many of them it's just how there's two different americas and and the point I'm trying to make today is we know 
first of all, that there's two different Americas. We know for white privileged people, there's a set of rules. And for the rest of us, there's not. What I want to explain to white people, though, on this podcast is the the importance of finding Donald Trump guilty. Obviously, in a vacuum, he needs to be found guilty because what he did was awful. What he's done is awful. Like, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he's checked off every billing, every everything you could check off. He's state secrets. He kept with them at his house. You know what I'm saying? Like, he tried to interfere with elections. He tried to intimidate people. He harassed families. He literally tried to get fake electors. You saw in Michigan, what was it, 16, I think? I might be wrong, who were uh, convicted when it comes to trying to overthrow an election or giving false information to overthrow an election. They're probably going to serve prison time. So you see, like, this is serious stuff. But he also needs to be convicted because you need to send a message. Like, I want people to understand that. I can only speak for black people. I can't even speak for black people, but I can just speak as a black man. The faith in this country is gone. It's been gone a long time. And I think you have to understand, when it comes to crime or anything, you can't expect people who've been shunned and marginalized and not given any resources to play by a set of rules or this social code when white people don't have to play by those same rules. You know what I mean? Like, you can't expect, well, people like Trump can get away with anything they want. They can steal anything from anybody that they want. They can lie on people. They can harass people. They can they can lead an insurrection that led to four deaths. They can do that and nothing happens to them. What does that say to a black man? What does that say to... to, to any person that's marginalized it means like the, the the message it sends is that you know if they don't care about rules why should i care about rules that's the part like you want us to go by a social order and a social code we need to take care of each other and all these things which i agree you know put it like this i want you to imagine there's two siblings right there's an older sibling and a younger sibling imagine the older sibling gets to they get all the allowance they get all the gifts they get the car, they get to come in late from when they stay out. They don't, they get all these things, the newest clothes. And not only that, they get to get away with uh, uh, staying over people's houses. They get to get away with having a girl over the house. They get to get away with acting up in school. Now imagine the, the younger sibling doesn't get anything from their parents. Imagine they don't get an allowance. They don't get new clothes. All they get is hand-me-downs. They don't get to drive. They don't get any of these things. And on top of that, they have to actually follow the rules. They have to, to be in at a certain time. They have to get perfect A, straight A's, perfect grades. Now, you see that? That is what America is. If you were the younger sibling, would you? how long would you abide by that? Would you want, would you hate your family? Probably. So, imagine America... Where not only do white people get more money and resources, they don't even have to play by the same rules. And black people get less resources and they got to play by the rules. I mean, look at the legal system today. Right? Black people, uh, brown people, they make up 30% of the population, over 30%, but 51% of the jail population. 
black people, they're five times as likely to go to prison as white people. And, and the sentencing project is like a nonprofit. It said that young black and brown people, you know, they're sentenced more severely when uh, they're compared to like comparable white males in terms of just like crimes that are comparable and unemployed black males way more likely than white males who are uh, unemployed. Uh, white defendants, they receive a larger reduction in sentencing when they assist in investigations. So like, let's say plea deals or, you know, you give information to the police. White defendants are way more likely. I mean, look at the lady, what's her name? Elizabeth Holmes. For all her white collar crimes, what, she got 11 years in jail and then got two years taken off for like six weeks of good behavior in prison? What? Compare that to, to, to Khalif Browder, right? A lot of you guys might have heard, but for those who haven't, he was a, a young black man who was arrested for allegedly stealing a backpack that had valuables in it. But he's held before trial, what, for three years at Rikers? He's held in solitary confinement for 700 days. And when he gets out, he ends up committing suicide by hanging himself in 2015. Now, his family eventually settles with the city of New York for over $3 million, but obviously that's not bringing back their loved one. And again, I know everyone, especially after 2020, like there's, I mean, obviously, well, at least everybody should know. They know about the discrepancies in the legal system. They know about policing for different races and, you know, so everybody knows that. But what I don't think people understand is the desperation people are in. Like, even in this, this Trump case, going back to it, there are a lot of people who do not care. You know, I'm not talking about the MAGA people or the Trump people. You know, they are brainwashed. They, they're somewhere else. I'm talking about people who are black, who are from, you know, marginalized communities. They don't see the sense of urgency. Why? A, because they think he'll get away with it because Reagan, Nixon, it has shown that People get away, especially presidents, with, you know, white collar crimes. But I think it also is because people just, they've lost hope in the system. And I mean, I get it. I do. Like, I've lost hope in the system. It's like asking people to vote. And while i telling everyone to vote, a lot of people will ask the question, well, what are we voting for? What is democracy for? What's the point of... You know, they have questions. What's the point of holding Trump accountable? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't change what's happened, you know, or why are we even doing this when we know we won't be held accountable? And so those are the questions people are going to have to answer for a lot of black people. It's not that they don't care about democracy, but there has never been a democracy. It's not like they don't care about justice, but there has never been justice. You can't ask people to care about things that are non-existent to them. And so, excuse us, well, I care, but I'm saying us as a community, if people aren't running around with the hair on fire, because time has shown us again and again that people like Donald Trump can get away with stuff. And that is the importance of him being indicted, like I was stating earlier, obviously for democracy's you know, sake, and you know, we don't want people overturning elections and, and you know, to keep our country together i get the importance in that and i agree but i think it's also and maybe even more important to a segment of people who are looking for 
will white people ever be held accountable for anything? And I know a lot of people will be like, look at the crime in these cities. You, you've sapped all of the resources out of these communities. And then you want them to act like perfect citizens when the very people who take in their resources don't have to hold uphold that social code. They can get away with not paying taxes. You know what I mean? Like black people. I mean, we've seen black celebrities. We've had black people go to prison. The lady who went to prison for like voting in the wrong precinct. We've had black people go to prison for the dumbest of reasons. But white people can steal. They can cheat on their taxes. They can pay hush funds. They can uh, intimidate people. Uh, harass election officials and nothing's done to him. Even now, the fact that Trump is not in prison and is just allowed to walk free before a trial, come on. And you want black people to believe in this country. This time America has to prove itself. This country has not earned the benefit of the doubt. It hasn't. And so when I watch, like, it's First of all, what Trump's accused of is no surprise. So people shouldn't be clutching their pearls like we knew what he was doing. I, I mean, we still know he was colluding with Russia before the election, even though Mueller dragged his feet. You know, but I, I, we know the truth. And so this stuff that's coming out, it doesn't shock me. But what I won't do is just put I can't at one point complain about this judicial system and say that it's, it's racially biased and it's unjust and then turn around and put my faith in it that it's going to hold Donald Trump accountable. Like, think about that. That doesn't even make sense. It's either or, like, it's either it's good or it doesn't work at all. And right now, it hasn't worked. So I'm not saying I don't have faith he, that he won't ever be held accountable, but I'm also not holding my breath. And there are a lot of people who are like, well, why aren't more people concerned? I just gave you the reasons why in this podcast of why some people... And I understand they aren't concerned with it because they don't think he ever will be held accountable and they don't see the point of it. And so you're going to have to go out and prove why we need to be paying attention to it because it's falling on deaf ears also like 2024. Just, you know, I'm not trying to get into politics in this episode, but for this election, when we're trying to when people are trying to prove that Donald Trump is unelectable, which he is. And that, you know, he's going to tear, about demo tear apart democracy, which he would do. You're going to have to make the case to people of why he's so bad and why this democracy needs to be held together. And a part of that is acknowledging the past in the present. That people who look like me do not believe, nor do they care much about the judicial system. I mean, the stats even prove that, you know, black people... They, they've lost trust. Uh, there was a survey by a, it's a think tank. It's uh, Next 100 and Generation Forward. And they said that just one quarter of adults ages 18 through 36 said that they trust the federal government. And that includes just 19% of black people. They also found that 47% of young black adults do not feel like a full and equal citizen in this country with all the rights and protections that other people have. And there was no other racial or ethnic group that had a similar response. So as long as politicians and police officers and 
governors and mayors and senators and congressmen can get away with things and get away with stealing and lying and committing crimes, don't ever expect order in this country. It won't happen. It's just like if, if, if parents were out of control, you can't expect their kids to be in order and to be obedient. It doesn't work like that. So why would you think it would work that way in this country? Look, it'd be hard to tell, and I'm not saying I agree with it, it'd be hard to tell the gang member or the dope boy, like, hey, don't do these things. When they see Donald Trump do much worse and get rewarded, Donald Trump gets to run for the presidency for the third straight time after being indicted for all these crimes. So how are you going to tell somebody on the street or tell someone who's trying to feed their family or try to tell someone who's maybe not on the right path, hey, get right? Why? That's why this this whole case, Donald Trump's legal issues, guys, it is so important that he is found guilty and that is brought to trial because if this one, if we don't get it this time, I think people will just lose hope forever. And then this is where you would have true disorder, close to anarchy of people just being done with the government in general. And it sounds far-fetched, but I'm telling you people, I think people overestimate black people's patience. I think they overestimate uh, marginalized communities, their patience with things. And so I want to leave you with this, this one quote by James Baldwin, who's one of my favorite writers. You know, she says, if one really wishes to know how justice is administered in a country, one does not question the policemen, the lawyers, the judges or the protected members of the middle class. One goes to the unprotected, those precisely who need the law's protection most and listens to their testimony. And with that, I want to thank you for listening. Um, I don't take it for granted that anyone listens to me. So uh, please subscribe if you can. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. And if you want to follow me on social media, just look up Joel underscore Pulliam. It's on uh, Instagram. It's on Twitter uh, and threads. So, uh, you know, reach out, you know, ask questions or anything. Uh, so, again, thank you for listening. And I'll leave you with this one thing. Uh, I always say there's nothing wrong with being upset because passion only means one thing that you're still alive. God bless.